Good morning, and welcome to Simply Politics. It's Friday, February 23rd. On today's show, Republicans struggle to respond to the Alabama embryo ruling, and U.S. officials are combing leaked documents from a Chinese tech firm for clues about Chinese hacking campaigns. Plus, former FBI source accused of lying about Biden's and having Russian contacts returns to U.S. custody. This coverage and more, up next. I'm David, and you're listening to Simply Politics. We start off with a recent court decision in Alabama that has led to some fertility clinics in the state reducing their IVF treatments. This comes amid a larger struggle within the Republican Party to navigate a post-Roe v. Wade world. Here to discuss this further is Abby, a correspondent for Simply Politics. Can you tell us more about this court decision and its implications? Certainly, David. Last week, the Alabama Supreme Court declared that embryos are children and those who destroy them can be held liable for wrongful death. This has led to a scramble among Republicans, including presidential contender Nikki Haley, to formulate coherent responses. The decision is seen as a reflection of the far-right reverberations from the overturning of Roe v. Wade. How has this decision affected the political landscape? The decision has created a significant political opening for Democrats and abortion rights campaigners. They've branded the Alabama ruling as an example of the far-right impact of overturning Roe v. Wade. The ruling could invite similar action in other conservative states leading to a patchwork of reproductive rights across the country. What has been the immediate impact of this ruling on individuals seeking IVF treatments? The ruling has had a direct effect on individuals undergoing the already emotionally taxing and expensive process of IVF treatments. Three fertility clinics in Alabama have already halted part of their IVF treatment programs due to legal concerns following the ruling. This has caused uncertainty for patients trying to start families. How are Republicans responding to this ruling? Republicans are finding it challenging to navigate this issue. Nikki Haley, for instance, has made several attempts to clarify her position on the Alabama ruling. While she personally believes an embryo is a baby, she doesn't agree with the ruling and thinks Alabama needs to revisit the law. She also emphasized that she doesn't want IVF treatments to stop. And how are Democrats capitalizing on this situation? Democrats are using this ruling to reinforce their promises to protect reproductive rights and portray the GOP as a threat to those freedoms. President Biden's campaign released a statement highlighting Donald Trump's silence on the ruling, reflecting Democrats' belief that they are more in touch with American voters on this issue. As we've just heard from Abby, these issues will continue to shape the political landscape. Speaking of which, in recent political news, Republican Repugner Matt Gates has admitted that some GOP lawmakers may have been a little oversauced in their uncorroborated bribery claims against President Biden. This comes as the former FBI informant, who was indicted for lying about the Bidens and their alleged dealings in Ukraine, has been rearrested. Here to discuss this further is Bella, a correspondent for Simply Politics. Can you give us more context about these bribery claims? Certainly, David. The bribery claims in question were made by some GOP lawmakers against President Biden, alleging his involvement in illicit dealings in Ukraine. However, these claims were largely uncorroborated, 
and have been met with skepticism. And what role does the rearrested former FBI informant play in this scenario? The former FBI informant was previously indicted for lying about the Bidens and their supposed involvement in Ukraine. His rearrest adds another layer of complexity to this ongoing political drama, raising questions about the credibility of the information he provided. Representative Matt Gates's comment about his colleagues being a little oversauced is quite unusual. Can you shed some light on this? Indeed, it's an unusual choice of words. Gates seems to be suggesting that some of his colleagues may have been overzealous or perhaps not entirely sober when making these bribery claims against President Biden. It's a somewhat indirect way of acknowledging that these claims may not have been entirely grounded in fact. How has this situation impacted the political landscape? This situation has certainly added fuel to the ongoing partisan tensions. It's also raised questions about the credibility of certain lawmakers and the lengths to which they might go in their political battles. However, it's important to note that these are still developing events and we'll have to wait and see how they ultimately play out. Thanks for the insights, Bella. In other news, U.S. officials are currently examining a collection of leaked documents from a Chinese tech firm, iSoon, for insights into how Beijing allegedly uses the company in extensive hacking campaigns. This is according to multiple U.S. cybersecurity officials familiar with the matter. Here to delve deeper into this issue is Michael, a correspondent for Simply Politics. Michael, what can you tell us about these leaked documents and their significance? The documents, which were posted anonymously online, include screenshots of chat logs, records of employees, and Chinese government clients of iSoon. The victims of the company's alleged hacking range from Tibetan exile-run political groups and hospitals in Taiwan and India to universities in Hong Kong. More than a dozen foreign governments, mostly Asian, are listed as targets. The documents offer some of the clearest public evidence yet of how China's powerful security agencies may outsource hacking operations to tech firms. Who are the clients of iSoon according to these documents? The clients of iSoon include China's police, intelligence service, and military. This is according to a spreadsheet listing 183 contracts signed between 2016 and 2022 by iSoon subsidiary in the southwestern province of Sichuan. What has been the response from the Chinese government and iSoon to these allegations? The Chinese embassy in Washington, D.C. has denied the allegations, stating that China is a major victim of cyber attacks and does not encourage, support, or condone attacks launched by hackers. The CEO of iSoon, Wu Haibo, has not responded to multiple requests for comment. How does this leak fit into the larger context of U.S.-China relations in cyberspace? This leak comes amid unprecedented tensions in U.S.-China relations in cyberspace and contradicts Beijing's repeated denials that it sponsors cyber attacks. Just last month, FBI Director Christopher Wray and other top U.S. officials warned Congress that a set of Chinese hackers unrelated to iSoon have infiltrated critical U.S. infrastructure. What are the implications of this leak for the Chinese government's narrative regarding cyber attacks? The Chinese government has been trying to change the narrative that it hacks other countries. This leak could significantly upset that effort. It also shows how the business of gathering intelligence for Chinese security services is thriving, even after some associates were indicted by the U.S. Justice Department and added to the FBI's cyber most wanted list. And how has the Chinese government allegedly tried to hide its affiliation 
with hacking operations. According to private cybersecurity executives, the Chinese government has gone to great lengths to hide its alleged affiliation with hacking operations carried out on behalf of Beijing. After an agreement in 2015 that Beijing would not conduct or knowingly support cyber-enabled theft of intellectual property, the Chinese government has increasingly tapped contractors like Isun to give an element of plausible deniability to its hacking operations. After hearing from our Simply Politics reporter, Michael, about the recent leak of documents from Chinese tech firm iSoon, let's now turn our attention to another significant development. Alexander Smirnov, a former FBI informant accused of lying about multi-million dollar bribery allegations against President Joe Biden and his son Hunter, was taken into custody again on Thursday. This comes two days after a judge said he could be freed ahead of trial. Here to discuss this further is Celeste, a correspondent for Simply Politics. Can you tell us more about the charges against Smirnov? Certainly, David. Alexander Smirnov, who holds dual U.S.-Israeli citizenship, is charged with making a false statement and creating a false and fictitious record. Prosecutors allege that Smirnov falsely told his handler that executives from the Ukrainian energy company Burisma paid President Biden and Hunter Biden $5 million each around 2015. This claim became central to the Republican impeachment inquiry of President Biden in Congress. What led to Smirnov's rearrest? Smirnov was rearrested during a meeting with his lawyers after prosecutors appealed a ruling that allowed him to be released with a GPS monitor ahead of trial. He was taken into custody on a warrant for the same charges issued in California, where the case was originally filed. What can you tell us about Smirnov's relationship with the FBI? Smirnov had been an informant for the FBI for over a decade when he made the allegations about the Bidens in June 2020. Prosecutors say he had expressed bias about Joe Biden as a presidential candidate. However, court documents indicate that Smirnov only had routine business dealings with Burisma starting in 2017. What impact have Smirnov's claims had on the political landscape? Smirnov's claims have played a major part in the Republican effort in Congress to investigate President Biden and his family, sparking a House impeachment inquiry into Biden. Republicans demanded the FBI release the unredacted form documenting the unverified allegations, though they acknowledged they couldn't confirm if they were true. Democrats, on the other hand, have called for an end to the probe after Smirnov's indictment. What's next for Smirnov? Smirnov has not yet entered a plea to the charges, but his lawyers have stated that he is presumed innocent and they look forward to defending him at trial. Prosecutors, however, argue that Smirnov cannot be trusted to provide truthful information to pretrial services, given the circumstances of the offenses charged. That was Simply Politics, reporter Celeste. Thanks so much for being here. And on that note, we wrap up our stories for today. Thanks for listening to Simply Politics. We'll see you back here tomorrow.